All right, we back at it. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. West Coast, we here. Yes, we are, and we are live and direct, of course, man, from our spot to yours, wherever you were listening from. We appreciate you tapping in. Salute to the homie Davis. Salute to the homegirl, Ann. Of course, the homie Ferneezy, and if, uh, everybody else is tapping in, man, as, as well. And please remember to continue to rate, subscribe, comment, wherever you were listening to the Homegrown Radio podcast. You are appreciated, like Pac said, and dear mama. Um, a lot of sh- a lot of shit happened uh between the last time we jumped on and this one actually, you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised that um there's a there's a just a lot of information, a lot of things that happened. First and foremost, let's recap Jeezy versus Gucci. Um our predictions were somewhat off, but um I kind of want to get your take on on the whole battle in itself. I, I think Gucci did what I felt Gucci was going to do, which was just be utterly disrespectful um, throughout the whole match. Overtly disrespectful. From out the gate, you know what I mean, in this versus battle. I feel like it was one of the, the, the better matches that we've seen. Uh, when I say that, I mean, you know, the one that people really, really just wanted to see out the gate. You know what I mean? And I feel like they the, the anticipation and the buildup – and um, it was it was what people wanted, you know what I mean. However, I think, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, however, I felt like Gucci did not. He didn't keep the he kept the same energy, but he I would have liked to see him tell more stories and kind of have better transitions throughout the whole thing versus just be disrespectful. Like he came out the gate being disrespectful. You know what I mean? With with the first, like he even made a diss record for the actual versus battle, which I thought was clever. I'm like, okay, that, that's different. I've, I haven't seen that. Second song, you know, taking shots. And then we saw later in the match where things got super intense, where he brought up his, his dead homeboy talking about we smoking that pookie loke. And it was like, oh, all right. Hey man, Gucci's going Gucci. Gucci. You know what I'm for sure is going Gucci. But I would I would have <laughs> liked to see a more balanced you know, version of the of the battle. You know, of course, we know you can diss. We know what the history is. We know that there's like some things that we just don't even know about what's going on between the two and the feud. But I, I would have liked to see more. Um, I would have liked to see more storytelling from Gucci's side to really kind of get in his brain. I feel like he's he's an articulate individual. I think he's a very complex guy. And that was a moment where I felt like he could have shined a little bit more in terms of like getting behind the mind of like what really sets Gucci off. Because when you see him in interviews, I feel like you get that from him. You know what I mean? He, he's yeah, you very- get a more yeah, you you get a clear and, and more introspective Gucci. You know what I'm saying? When he's talking, especially now that he's clean Gucci. You for know, sure. like shout out to his wife for cleaning him up. But I think that um well one thing well first and foremost I got a lot of heat okay I got a lot of heat from my take on the verses because of what I posted and I gave I gave Jeezy props and I gave Omarion props mm. and the reason I gave both of those men props is because their level of wherever they're at mentally I want to I'm striving to get there every day because I'm not there at this point like there are people think about this right there are people who you don't fuck with mm-hmm. for whatever reason you don't fuck mm-hmm. with them, right? Who didn't kill your homie. Mm-hmm. There are people you don't fuck with who didn't send somebody to kill you. Yeah. 
There are people I don't fuck with because I mean petty ass reasons. Right. Like right. little small. So what I'm saying is the point of my post, and I'm not taking nothing away from Gucci. The point of my post was to shed light on the wholeness of where those men are in their lives. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? The mindfulness of where they, like as Debbie would say, the mindfulness that the men have to have in order to be in that space where not only did I send someone to get you and you able to be in the same room with me, but I murdered your homie. You know what I'm saying? Because he was coming to get me and we could be in the, we can coexist and I'm not even on that no more. I strive to be that in that place in my life. And Omarion, we all know, and you know, Omarion the homie, so I, I have never spoken about, you know, his girl and what, what he went through publicly, but I could that couldn't be me. Right. That's literally my worst fear. Mm. Like you, like I know we always talk about family and kids and shit. I don't fear having a kid. I fear the woman. You know what I'm saying? I fear the woman having that much power to be able to besmirch me publicly. Because you have my seed, like so. So I'm just saying that, and I and I'm, I wasn't taking nothing away from Gucci. What I'm saying is, the point of my post was to shed light on where they're at mentally and yeah. forgiveness. And people took my forgiveness comment the wrong way. Forgive him for what? Murdering someone? Forgive him for putting a hit on his? No, forgiveness in a sense that when Gucci got there, he was on bullshit, and he had every right to be. I'm saying Jeezy set through however long, an hour and a half of that, of the antagonization. And he knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. He knew that that truth record was coming. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because they discussed it prior to. Right. Gucci said on stage, right. I agreed to do this if I didn't couldn't do my shit. Right. Jeezy's like, I'm with you. I'm cool with all of that. I'm beyond all of that. Can we move forward mm -hmm. in progression together for the sake of the culture? And Jeezy's speech was like, you know, right before he played, man, listen, what, what Jeezy said is exactly how I feel. Fuck all of that. We got people looking at us, dog. Yeah. And I want to get into that in, in a second, but we got people paying attention to what we doing all across the world. This ain't about Atlanta. As much as we want to make it about Atlanta, this ain't about Atlanta because this nigga's dying in Dallas. It's people getting shot in Texas. It's people dying in L.A. It's people getting killed in New York. You know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy what's going on in Chicago, what's been going on for the last 10 years. But I'm just saying that to say the, the, the level of where those men are at, Gucci, Jeezy, Omarion, and probably other people who haven't, who we don't know about that's gone through shit publicly. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I'm striving to be in my life. No, and and I, I even tweeted. I'm like, yo, the way that Jeezy set it up for that record to play when he was with the, you're talking about, like that was the perfect way to set it up. That that's mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to set up that track because it it it, it it's beyond you guys at that point, and you yeah. know you know you you know you're being watched not just by. Uh, the culture in that moment, but publicly in that in literally that moment, people are people are studying your move right now. How Jeezy's looking? Oh, is he is he is he being timid right now? Is he being frail? Is he, is he clamming up? Like everybody was looking, like how is he gonna respond? And he just took that moment, and it was a real teachable moment, man. So salute to the both of them again, just for at least getting into that room, but not and, and the bigger thing that we need to talk about is that what happened after the fact. Them going to the Fact. club and nothing happening. 
Like, nobody's Bro. praising that part of it. Because, of course, it's easy to not get into it when the lights are on and when the camera's on and when people are watching. But when there was a, a, a great opportunity for them to actually get down in the streets after the fact, you know, they didn't do it for whatever reason. Who knows if they're, you know, really at, you know, eye to eye. But the fact that nothing happened after the fact, I think we should really be talking about that more because there, there was every reason, not not for them to, but for the entourages or just anybody that are, you know, are fans of Gucci or, or fans of Jeezy or part of that entourage or part of that family, whatever, nothing spilled over into the streets as of right now. And that, that needs to be saluted as well because I feel like they have a, a, a grip on, you know, their their people at this point. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I agree. I, I love I love that fact. I love that what it represents. Um and I, I like the fact that it, it salute to Timberland and Swiss Beats for kind of getting on that page for doing that. Because remember, Versus Battle started off as producers, you know, yep. then some songwriters, you know, now artists, and, and they've they really been keying in the last couple of battles, you know, with Brandy and Monica, and now, you know, Jeezy and Gucci, people that have like History, like yo, history, this is real some, history. Yo, we'll never see people in the same room, and it's you know it's easy to do it online, but when you're in the same room with somebody that you just can't stand, if maybe you hadn't talked to in years because of whatever, that's got to be applauded. So I, I love what, what, where the direction is going. Um, who knows what we'll see next? I, I've been hearing rumblings of maybe fifty in game or fifty in Ja Rule. You know, Ja Rule's in the comments talking about he wants to get down, and you know, we'll see what happens. But I, like, I would, I, I, I don't see fifty in Ja ever. We we didn't see Gucci and Jeezy. Facts. Who knows? Who knows? Expect that expected. Hey man, I just don't see it, bro. 50, 50, 50 winning too much for for him to. I don't know. I don't dog. think it's about that. I, I, I think it's. I think it's about. So, oh wait, finish the thought. You said fifty winning too much to what? Fifty. Fifty is a different type of motherfucker, dog. True. Like, 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 like he a different kind of petty. You know what I'm saying? So, who do you think it benefits most to be in that battle? Ja Rule, of course. Fifty Cent got to deal with ABC, exactly. And star, he running stars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He is stars. Exactly. You know what I'm like. Like big boy is real ninety two three. Like right, fifty right. is stars. Like true, <laughs> so very true. You know what I'm saying? Like what you mean? I I think that there are are moments where I feel like he fifty is also a businessman too. So in as high level as the versus battles are becoming, you talking about nine point one million views across all platforms. Or maybe the, I know it's like a billion impressions or a couple of billion impressions. Now we starting the versus ain't no just no online bullshit anymore. It's yeah, it's 50, something that can be profitable. Fifty got to be in on the business. They would have to do. That's it. fine. That that that's my point. That's my point. Now we talking about fifty executive producing the next bat. You know that's that's the talk that I feel like would get him intrigued. It's not a oh this is never gonna happen. It's like what can we do to make this business wise make sense. And I right. think 50 is at that level and versus is getting to the point now where you're talking about brands and sponsorship and people being involved where the money is really talking where 50's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it, you know, a couple months back or a couple of years, you know, a year ago. But oh, oh but now we, the, the profile is being raised and you're talking about me being, you know, signed on as a, an executive producer or getting a share of, you know, the prop. Like, yeah, why not? You know? Maybe. I, I don't see it happening. 50 different. Yeah. 50 different, dog. And he a cancer. 50 different, dog. So on that pe- on that petty on that petty tip. Yeah, him and Charlotte, bro. 
I don't see it. <laughs> him and Charlotte, dog. Man, we uh, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens, but uh, def- definitely want to talk about this uh, this Grammy talk. Shout oh, out yeah. to all the homies. I felt like the Grammys got it right this year for a number of, number of reasons, uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll get into it. Um, but Roddy Rich second <laughs> in um, nominations. You know, obviously Beyonce number one got nine nominations. I think Roddy has six, I believe, and he's tied with Taylor Swift and a couple other people uh, with uh, the most nominations this year. And just spread out throughout everything, man. Just you know, a lot of people nominate this year that um, we're excited to see. That obviously, I don't think people really thought it was going to happen, but the rumblings that I've been seeing and the comments that I've been seeing since they've uh, posted is like, yo, they finally got it right this year. Um, best rap performance, we got Deep Reverence, Big Sean featuring Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Hit Boy on that as well. You know what I mean? Like that alone, we we know we, we we've been praising Hit Boy all year long, and this is just another another piece of armor to his catalog, and and what that would mean not only for hip hop. But for uh for Hit Boy, for for Nip, uh for for the marathon, all that if you know deeper reverence does get <clears throat> does get that. But the nomination itself is is some something big. So salute to them on that. Um I had it in front of me right here. Uh I like I like the fact that Janae Aiko was actually nominated for R and B album of the year or album of the year. That that was pretty dope too. And then of course the uh the the hip hop albums, they that's what people were like, yo, they finally got it right this year. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I had it in front of me. Uh, but I know Freddie Gibbs, um, D-Smoke. Oh, man, D-Smoke. D-Smoke. Shout out to, to D-Smoke. D-Smoke. Nas, King's Dead, uh, uh, The Allegory, Royce Five Nine, and, of course, Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist in uh, J Electronica, uh, a written testimony, man. Just this, to me, when I see this, this looks like a best rap album category that a lot of people can be proud of for a number of reasons. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, because I, I feel like every single year we go through it and it's going to happen. Yes, every year. I feel, yes, of course, you know, Roddy could have been in this category. Um, Lil Baby could have been in this category for sure. I get it. But I'm not mad when I see this list. This is one of those lists where you like, I'm, all right, if some, somebody gets snubbed, I'm not tripping. Because we're talking about Roddy and, and Lil Baby. They both went double platinum on their album. The only two artists to do it this year. Got to salute to that. I give you that. So I'm not, to me, when I hear that, I'm not tripping that they don't get best rap album in this category. I'm not tripping when I see a D-Smoke, Black Habits, or I see Freddie Gibbs, uh, Alfredo with The Alchemist, or I see um, King's Dead, King's Disease by Nas. I'm not tripping when I see that. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, dog. Okay. I'm going to unpack this. Somebody going to be pissed. Listen for it like that. <laughs> Somebody gonna be pissed. I'm gonna unpack this. I've had a day or so to, to process the information. Mm-hmm. My, I, I had an emotional reaction, okay, which is rare for me. Okay, Explain. and I, the reason the reason I had an emotional reaction is because the year that Roddy has had is only really second to the year that Kendrick had. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about if you're talking about debut artists from here gotcha right mm-hmm. number one this broken record that platinum this roddy broke all kind of records right, with the right, box now right. mind you roddy got six grammy nominations mm-hmm. that's huge yeah that's that's a win amazing we'll, yeah. we'll take it yeah i'm not mad at that 
the when you f- take a first glance at rap album uh, category, right? You can make an argument. Okay, you're you're excluding melodic performances, right? You're excluding Lil Baby. You're excluding Roddy Rich. Fine. I no longer am caring about the rap cat uh, rap category for best uh, best rap album uh, in the Grammys because. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's a certain texture when you look at that list. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But best new artist? My nigga. There is nobody in the mu- in, in the in the hip hop community who has had a year like Roddy Rich. Mm. Roddy Rich has had two number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100. Roddy has gone platinum. Roddy has had one album. Okay, everybody compares like the baby, right? Let's 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 do all three. Let's do the baby, little baby, and Roddy. Mm-hmm. Little baby has dropped what album? The baby has dropped three. Mm-hmm. Roddy Rich has dropped one album. Roddy has gone platinum, has two number one records, and has had one of the most phenomenal biggest biggest debut artist years in recent memory. Yeah. In the hip hop community, nobody comes out and just has a year like Roddy at all. That just, you know, what I'm saying that's why I compared it to, to K Dot because when K Dot came out, his year was crazy. Mm. So it was like, but K Dot also had the fanfare and the industry, and like, not 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 saying the industry embraced him because they didn't. What I'm saying is, he was the rapper, like, he was, you know. First you had Game, and now you had Dre. You had the, I mean, our Game, and then you had K-Dot, who was Compton's new prodigy. This is a new sound. It's some, it's some conscious shit. It's some, it's a refresher, right? Roddy came out doing completely opposite than everybody else doing. Mm-hmm. Best new artist for Roddy not to even be in that category is crazy to me. I mean, it is crazy to me. Now, I do have a quote from the queen, Miss Nicki Minaj. She tweeted this uh, yesterday. She said, never forget the Grammys didn't give me best new artist award when I had seven songs simultaneously charting on Billboard and bigger first week than any female rapper in the last decade. Went on to inspire a generation. They gave it to the white man, Bon Iver. Mm. Hashtag Pink Friday. Mm. Woo! Now, I'm not really a fan of Nicki being (laughs) Nicki. It's like, yo, this makes sense. But I I ain't mad. I ain't mad at what she had to say. Because and then I not only just not because it suits my narrative, mm-hmm. but because facts are facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when like when they first when the first shit dropped and I got on Twitter, like I said, I told the word I told the city yesterday on the radio, I had an emotional response. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't check my emotions at the door. I was going on based on how I felt. Please excuse me for being antisocial. Not being in best rap category was an emotional. My last shot was an emotional response Mm -hmm. because of what I know that that is. Now, if we will make the argument that the certain texture that we're going to put into the best rap category is this and it's not that cool. Lil Baby, Roddy. Cool. That's an argument. That's an argument. But best new artists. Yeah. And Roddy not being in that category yeah. is crazy. Yeah, because we're, we're not talking about not winning. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we all felt like back when when Kendrick's debut album, we all felt like Good Kid, Mad City should have won, right? Over Macklemore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and we were all, you know, like, what? 
everybody just had the scrunchy face like what alright whatever but to not be mentioned is, is something completely different it's I, like what do you gotta do yeah <laughs> Yeah. The box was six months. Yeah. It broke records. The 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 Roddy and, and he tweeted this. Roddy went platinum, no deluxe album. Usually you gotta do a deluxe album. You know what I'm saying? Push you over the edge or over that over that tipping point. Roddy mm-hmm. only gave us one album. Roddy has only given us one body of work for 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think I think anti-social came out in December or something like that. And, and you know what's even crazier is that I'm looking at the list right now, and you got eight people in this category. And I'm just like, oh, snap. Like, either there could have been a nice little swappage, or you already at eight. Why couldn't you just squ- is there is there a limitation of putting nine in there? Like, with- I'm sure there's a limitation. I'm sure there's a limitation. One, two, three, but four, five, six, seven, here's the thing. Yeah. And I I'm and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and 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 follow this sword too. Last year after the Grammys came out, I don't remember what I was blown about. I was just blown. I don't remember what it was, but I was very upset mm-hmm. to the point where I started to figure out how I can be a part of the Grammy board. I mm-hmm. remember talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. I fell off. I was directly in contact with someone at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. I went through the email process of back and forth. She sent me, she sent me, she sent me the steps. This is like, it's like a process. Like it's like running for president. You got to like campaign. You got to get letters of recommendation. Like it's a whole thing. You got to be a part of, you got to be not recommended by two people and kind of work in the industry. And like, you're right. It's like a step-by-step process. It's a a whole thing. It's like a six month process. I fell off. Mm -hmm. That's my bad. Yeah. You can take that L. I'm going to own that mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that I fucked up mm-hmm. because I didn't follow through. So I just reinvigorated that conversation as of yesterday. I'm back at the emails with the same person I talked to last year mm-hmm. and she's more than willing to help me go through this process again. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my damnedest not to fall off this campaign to be a part of these decisions. Mm-hmm. So that way, People can't just complain mm-hmm. from the outside if you're not trying to be a part of the solution. And that's be, that's been my thing since the beginning of last year when the election shit was coming up. You can't complain if you don't vote. I can't complain about the Grammys if, not, if I'm not willing to try, try to infect change. True. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. And it's something we kind of talk about all the time. It's like, well, and same thing. When I, I didn't have, I wasn't as infuriated with the uh the list this year um no so I, it didn't it didn't strike a nerve as much as it did in previous years i was just like i looked at it as okay finally people that it's like it's just like the voting process or just like when when you know when you want to see change you know i felt like the conversations the last couple of years we're starting to see that you know the people that are involved like people like yourself that want to get you know get into it or people that we actually know that's a part of the the the, the voting board a grammy member that i know like okay they had something to do with with this person getting mentioned or these votes getting through um and we're we're seeing a reflection of it right now and i, I kind of took it as like okay whew, good you know now gotta double up on it 
you know, which means if you want to get involved, get involved. You know, if you, you, you can't sit there and be upset about certain situations or even like I, I just would want to know certain just have I just have que- certain questions about what falls into certain categories and why just the know how of that. And if that means I got to be a member to find out then so be it like it's it's definitely doing more research. And I see that now um, it's a reflection of that. And, and I, I think that people should be happy about it. Um, not to say that you just put your hands up and say, okay, well, this is it. I'm glad that they've finally switched up. No, you got to stay on the ass and understand that this is not the end all be all validation. I, that, and that was my overall point from years back. Like, it's great that all the homies got nam- nominated from, I'm talking about from producers like J pounds, the homie siege monstrosity, his first uh, nomination as well. Like these, these are great moments. Hit boy having a great year as well. Like these are great moments, but it doesn't validate in my opinion, it doesn't validate them by any means. They've still, they've been doing shit. They'll continue to be doing shit. And of course, the Grammy is a great look. But if they don't win or they don't get nominated, it doesn't change how I look at what their contribution to the culture is. So correct, you know. And I remember, I remember um, jumping on with with Top yesterday. Um, Top just got on Clubhouse. Shouts out to Top. <laughs> so hilarious. Top Dog is now on Clubhouse. But uh, Top was saying that. You know, ever since that whole Macklemore shit, he don't put he don't really put a lot of value in that in that institution anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, he said we just got to you know keep doing us and create our own. So but that, that, I, I'm, that with, I'm with that. That shouldn't again, that shouldn't stop for the people that are listening and that hear these conversations. I, I kind of like to talk a little more general, too, because there's people that hear hear that and. Just like the whole independent conversation, like independent artists of the game, you know, people take those conversations and they hear those narratives and they 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 run with them. It's like, okay, don't don't take that and hear whether it's from top or whether it's from you hear us talk about it or whoever, and take that as okay, I don't want to do the work now. No, mm. still still be a part of the process if you want to learn. If anything else, if you just want to learn about how the Grammys are all, you know, or any institution, right? How they're set up, you know, especially if you're somebody within this business or or looking to be in this business, it it suits you best to do get as much knowledge as you possibly can if you want to play in this field because there's a lot you need to learn. So when you hear things like that, you know, take it take it with a grain of salt and understand like okay, yeah, it, 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 and I say internalize it, but still do the research and still understand like okay, I, I just want to know from a from a from a from a knowledge standpoint what this means so i can either explain it to somebody else or just so i can have it for my own you know my 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 own artillery right 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 no i think it's all a learning process like you still like i like i never want people to stop learning especially learning the process but learn everything yeah like we always tell our interns and people who come come with us, like learn social media, learn how to run the board, learn how to edit every single thing. You know, you you will need as many tools in your tool belt as possible because I one thing I'm telling you, Man. if you can't be used, you useless. You are. So Bruh, I love that quote. It is what it is. Um, that kind of gets me into you know obviously, but I do want to, but I do want to real quick. I do want to take time to celebrate D Smoke because yeah, please. Um, you know, shout out to Freddie Gibbs too, but our homie, our homegrown homie D Smoke, yeah. you know, we we you know, it's been a minute. So I managed to uh and you know what I respect about Smoke? <clears throat> what I respect about Smoke is he's never he's never ever 
clouded. Like he's always sharp and and, and understands what it is, mm-hmm. what it, whether it be this or that. Think about think about how long me and you've been at this. Smoke has never hit us up and asked us for anything, not to play his record, not to listen to his project, not to give him a critique, not to come do an interview on the show, nothing. Right. And I remember having this conversation with him. Um, and I don't remember if it was when we went to Japan or if it was a separate conversation when we was at his crib or something, but it was more like the sentiment was it all, it's all going to happen when it's supposed to happen anyway. And, 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 I'm never I'm never gonna force anything. Like it's always gonna be organic and authentic. So if I if, if it's for me, it happened for me. And I was just like, I respected that shit so much. And not to mention, I gave him his flowers publicly on Instagram yesterday. And obviously everybody in the city heard my rant on the radio, but they also saw it on social media about Roddy, right? Because right. I was just bewildered by Roddy. And I said last night on the radio, I said, you know what? I'm going to step back from criticizing what didn't happen and just celebrate what did happen. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because it's all it's all it's all house money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But what I respect so much about D Smoke is on on our actual post, um, Smoke commented and he said, because I said the caption of my picture says Hey, my nigga, two years from this moment, you'll be nominated for Grammys, West Coast. And it's a picture of you is, guys, yeah, on stage. At- this is this is this is when right after he won Rhythm and Flow, mm-hmm. right? So on the on the picture, on the actual picture, because he might have heard me on the radio or saw my 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 social media, he said, My nigga, and you're right, Roddy has had a hell of a year, SMH. Mm. And it's just like even he know. Like, okay, I mean, thank you, but damn. Right, right. So it's like, that's what I respect so much about Smoke. And that's why I think, like, I think that's what people are drawn to Smoke about. It's it's the level of authenticity that you don't that you don't really get. You know what I'm saying? It's almost Dave Chappelle level authenticity in the music industry, as Dave would have on his on his side of things. And I just I love it. Yeah. I just think I think it's amazing. Um, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, yeah, salute, salute to D Smoke first and foremost. Always, always super genuine. Every time we run into him, it, you know, has been from from years back. And I, I love when when people like that win and get in these positions because you know that they're gonna do what they can to pay it forward to the next. So salute to D Smoke, and and uh, we shall see what happens. And uh, it's just an amazing thing to see the homegrown homies win. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned Dave Chappelle, and I was gonna go somewhere else with this, but. Have you seen the the latest? I don't yep. know if it's a yep. special, but it's something he dropped on Instagram. It's called yep. Unforgiven, and yep. he basically is talking about um, his the, his his content in the Chappelle Show. And to make a long ass story short, how he feels that this show is now on streaming platforms. Um, and the thing I love about Dave Chappelle, he damn near has a TED talk. The last couple of um specials he's had and it's not even i i wouldn't even look at him as comedy uh, it's but, not. It, but the way he navigates the conversation it makes you think obviously it it, it gets you to chuckle but it, it 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 internalizes some shit and you like damn this is what's going on um now we all know what this business is 
But very few people are able to kind of stand on that the way Dave Chappelle has been for the last 15 years. You know what I mean? Yep. This new special that he has, uh, he kind of talks about the Chappelle show and how they, they paid him pennies and, you know, they didn't really pay him his worth. And the fact now that these shows are streaming on uh, Netflix and HBO Max um, and how he originally originally pitched Chappelle's show for HBO, they turned him down, and now they are, in fact, streaming his show on the platform. So he is he's showing how pissed he is about that. And the one thing that I do love about the conversation that he had, I want you guys to check it out. It's only like 18 minutes. But the thing that I loved about one of the biggest takeaways is something that we've actually talked about, and it, and it has to do with contracts. And this, yep. and Dave was like, look, I can't be mad because I signed the contract. I know what it is. I get it. But I'm putting a word out there that I'm not happy. And right. <laughs> salute to uh, to Netflix for, because I, I thought it was going to be bad. Because what, what ha- the way the conversation happened, Tasha, Tasha, my wife, she was like, Yo, they, I'm, I literally just, I was watching Chappelle's show last week. So I'm like, damn, it's crazy. I just had a conversation with somebody about the other day. I'm like, yo, this brings back so many memories, man. Chappelle couldn't get away with a lot of the shit he got away with then today. There's no way. So I'm just talking about how great the show is. And Tasha's like, yo, this last, late last night. Yo, they took Chappelle's show off of Netflix. Yeah, right. I was just watching it. Go back, see the comedy special. Look on Netflix. It's taken down. And he does talk about how Netflix, you know, did what was right by taking it down because of how he felt. They didn't get into the semantics of, oh, well, you know, you you did sign up on this deal and we did give you money, so we are, you know, you owe us this, you know, just all the, the bullshit that you do here. Um, but I, I like I liked his approach. I like um, the fact that he's just leaving it up to the people to say, hey, look, if you fuck with me, if you support me, don't support the Chappelle Show on any platforms at this point until they mm-hmm. do what's right. And... He's he's using his voice. He's using his platform, and I really mean this. And I know I might get a tweet about it, but we have to protect Dave Chappelle at all costs at this moment. Like as far there as you go, I, I'm I'm stand on that one. We gotta we gotta protect him because you don't get those kind of voices too often. And I feel like he's our generation of what what Richard Pryor could have been if he didn't fuck with the drugs. You know what I'm saying? What 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 what. I'm not going to go down the line, but I feel like he is that for us. And people talk about it and say it, but I think people are really going to realize it, unfortunately, once he's gone. And that's the that's the fucked up part about it. But the things that he's talking about right now, I just, I don't know. I just, I I love that he's being his authentic self and, and, and speaking his truth. No matter what we feel about him, we feel like he's the GOAT. We feel like, but he's like, man, nah, there's a lot of shit happening that people don't even know. And the fact that he's never really kind of publicly been out there and said anything like this until now, I mean, I I, I support it. I salute it, and um, I encourage everybody to check it out. Chappelle is all-time GOAT status, and I think that Chappelle is one of them people who, like, I love where he's at in life. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a Chappelle special, it might be funny, might not be. At this point... At this point, I think that at this point, I think that Chappelle is one of them people who probably I mean, he's he's funny when he wants to be. Like he doesn't he doesn't have to not be funny. You know what I'm saying? Like 
But I think that he's at a point in his life where he's like, hey, this is what I think. And I probably ain't fully formulated this shit into jokes yet. I get a lead. <laughs> but here's my thought process behind everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think there's a certain power in that. And hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. It's a teachable moment. Yo. Don't tell me this thing got Dave Chappelle on the line or some shit. For sure. Oh shit! Okay. No, she and yeah, he just hit me too. It's all good. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's all good. I'll hit you back. Okay. All right. Um, Say that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's all fair. Yeah, so I think that, like you said, Chappelle, Chappelle. You might not slap your knee with the comedy. It might not be hilarious, but I feel like anytime I watch his shit, I'm gonna learn something, and yep. I'm gonna take away take away how to deal with with what life throws at you as well. And I think there's a certain level of like appreciation you can get from that because a lot of times, yeah, you, artists or, or comedians use comedy to poke fun at their life and have these moments, but it's a certain level of like doing that when nobody's laughing. And just like literally looking at you, like learning or or, or just listening, and yeah. I feel like that's what we're getting from Chappelle. And I, I don't know, and I, I don't, I haven't studied comedy to the point, but I don't think we've ever seen that. If I if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, I mean the only person that I'm gonna just throw it out there because it's it's what I'm familiar with is maybe a George Carlin where he just kind of like goes off and, and talks about what, what I feel like he said something about he knows his role in comedy. And he's, fuck. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up the quote, but I, I don't. I don't want to compare the two. Let me just take that back. I don't want to compare the two, but I just feel like we've never seen what we're seeing in Chappelle. And I, I could be wrong. There might be other comedians that's that's done it in this fashion, but I just feel like what we're seeing right now is is truly unprecedented, man. I, I and I love it. I think I think Chappelle is is one of them people who also don't get like he's at a he's a you gotta think he's at an age and a point in his life where he don't he got fuck you money one and two he just don't he don't have to care he don't have to play the politics he don't got to care about having industry friends mm-hmm. he don't have to do he doesn't he literally is untethered to the point where he don't have to participate in none of the bullshit you know how we say like the in in hip hop they sell man that's that's your, your rapper's favorite rapper. I think he's the comedian's favorite comedian because mm-hmm. he says and he says exactly what everybody's thinking, but is is not afraid to put it out there. And I just saw another clip today, and I, I didn't repost it because it's a Vlad TV clip, and you know it is what it is. But the Cat um, Williams, the, the Cat Williams, bruh, shit. bruh. And, and I think that's that's who Cat was aiming at. Cat mm. Cat was aiming at at Cat Williams was aiming at Chappelle because I think Chappelle is the is the it's the goal for most comedians. Yeah. Chappelle is the pinnacle of, all right, and, 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 you know, respect to Kevin Hart. We'll talk about that shit in a minute. But I think Chappelle is, okay, you know how I always say Kevin Hart is the Drake right. of, of comedy? comedy. Mm-hmm. He gets all of the praise. He gets, he gets the arenas and the accolades and all of that, right? Yeah. He's on this and he's on that. He's the most, he's the highest paid comic, ooh, right? Chappelle is the K dot. 
Oh, that's a good point. He don't participate. He he do shit his way. Mm-hmm. He don't give a fuck about what what the industry is doing. Right. He don't care about having this person and that person and and being at this party and entertaining this person, being a celebrity. He don't even want to be a celebrity. He goes away for years at a time, a year at a time. I'm just going to go away. Two years, I'm out. But no, no, no. What's what's, what's important is that he goes away from the public eye, but he still participates in this shit. Like, he still goes to comedy clubs, still watches other other comedians. People are still seeing Chappelle, like, in comedy clubs, but you're right, he doesn't participate in it to to the point where it's like, oh, Chappelle is... Is here performing tonight. He might pop up. He might not. And and I think there's there's something that's dope about that. And low key, like I said, Kevin Hart is the Drake of comedy. Chappelle is the Kendrick of comedy. And like you said, Chappelle is the is your comedian's favorite comedian. Absolutely right. Low key, everybody would love to have Drake's life, but everybody knows that Dot is the nigga. Got the crown for sure, for sure. So I feel like Chappelle is that. Yeah, no, I I think that what we're seeing right now is is again something that we haven't witnessed, and and people will look at down the line and be like, "Yo, y'all had that." Like the same way I look at like the the generation before, I'm like, "Man, Richard Pryor." Like I I used to I used to watch Richard Pryor's comedy specials as a kid. Like just I used to love like him, and then I obviously. W- Eddie Murphy, but Martin was like, it was those two, Martin and Richard Pryor. And I saw what Martin got from Richard Pryor, you know, just by, just by kind of seeing how Martin's um, comedy game is. I'm like, Oh, he got that. He got that, that kind of style from, from Pryor. Oh, I, I see how that is. And I feel like Chappelle is going, you will we'll see a lot moving forward on um, his, his, um, his DNA into the culture for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. So you said you want to talk, I want to talk about, yeah, this Kevin Hart, uh, this Kevin Hart thing, I actually enjoyed it. And I know people are killing, people are killing they Kevin Hart. They have it. They let them have it. People are killing Kevin Hart. And I actually like the comedy special yeah, because it's, it's, it's just, it, you know what? Kevin Hart has had a place in his life where it might not be the most relatable. He's successful. He's wealthy. He's rich. He got everything at his disposal. He at the house with his wife and his kids. Like he's 40. Man. Like, his life ain't relatable like that to, to, to the young dude. But what I love about Kevin Hart, and this is why I think people overlook. This is why I feel like you have to be a certain caliber. And this is why, okay. Boom. Drake. People sleep on how lyrical Drake is because he's Drake. Because of the songs and the melody and the fanfare and all of that, right? But when Drake want to bar up, Drake bar up. Yeah, true. Very true. They can't take that away from that boy. That boy can rap. Yeah. Okay. Don't know if he wrote it, but he can rap it. <laughs> he can rap his ass off. Right. Can't take that away from him. Yeah. Kevin Hart, to me, is somebody who, like, you can't relate to nothing Drake is talking about. The only reason why Drake is relatable is because he raps about regular shit mm-hmm. when he was still regular. If Drake rapped about his life now, he would sound like Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And it would be over people's heads. He flying around. He got his own castle in toronto he got a fucking 747 he got you know what i'm saying like he can't rap about his real life right kevin hart talks about his real fucking life and that's why i respect kevin hart so much because 
like, yeah, Drake will say certain things. He get he got the scissor shit off, right? Mm-hmm. But that was back in 08. Right. Or whatever, whatever uh 09, 09, 09, technically, according to Sarah. Right. But you're right, it so, was years back. It wasn't it wasn't current. Right. So that being said, it's like, come on, dog. You gotta get you gotta give him some grace because Kevin Hart is one of them people who is not afraid of like he he's not Dave Chappelle not afraid but he's unafraid in his own way yeah. it'd be like if Drake started getting involved in political issues mm. Drake was like Drake was like man fuck Donald Trump Sorry, or if Drake what? was like if or if Drake was like um man you know I ain't really feeling Kamala Harris she locked all them niggas up like <laughs> whoa. whoa it'd be like okay. it'd, you know it's in shockwaves right. like Drake is getting involved you, in, ain't, you ain't supposed to do that Exactly, because he's Drake, right? Mm-hmm. That's why people fuck with LeBron, though, mm-hmm. because LeBron not afraid to use this platform. Drake is still clean cut. Everybody likes Drake. Republicans, Democrats, poor, rich. There's nobody who doesn't like Drake outside of haters. Right. Because you don't have a reason not to like Drake. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give you any reasons to not like him. He's the vanilla, right? Kevin Hart. Is, is 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 as successful as Drake in his own lane, but gives you raw truth. Mm. And that's why I fuck with Kevin Hart. Everybody's expecting Drake to come out and drop, oh, a hit record, oh, a hit record, oh, a hit record, right? That's why when he dropped that, them B-sides, the mixtape joints and shit, those kind of go overlooked because it's just like, eh, that ain't the, Drake Where the hit? hits. Where the hit at? Kevin Hart is somebody who has been notoriously, here go a joke, here go another joke, here go another joke. But now when he's giving you something a, a little different, people's like, well, I want, I want the, I want the hits. It's hit. like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, you got to listen to the bars. Yeah. Listen to the bar. Kevin Hart in his house shot a comedy special. And he was talking about his ex-wife. Then he talked about his wife and was talking about his wife, talking about him leaving the house, right? I'm um, leaving the house. Woo. She always tripping. Woo. Babe. I ain't got no more bitches. All my bitches <laughs> left when the sex tape came out. <laughs> he got that off oh, in his house. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. And she upstairs. All right. Those are bars. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody's going to do that yeah. at his level. That's why I respect Kevin Hart. That's why I fuck with it. Yeah. And the one thing that it showed me is like, people are just going to be upset for whatever reason. They're just gonna be. They're gonna be mad. I mean, and, and that's okay. I think he even responded to it. He's like, "Look, I, I, I see the responses. I know there are a certain amount of people that don't like it, and there are people that will like it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm gonna do me anyway." And I, I feel like he's re- he's again going back to the Ch- Chappelle reference. He's aiming for that that kind of level of, yo, I'm not tripping. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to doing the arenas. I'm used to doing worldwide. I'm gonna do. I'm. I'm giving you a more intimate look, you know. And whether you like it or not, whether it feels the same or not, I feel okay that I did it, and I'm not tripping. So let's move on. And that to me, it doesn't take away from his legacy at all. You know what I mean? Whether whether I liked it or not, um, I'm cool. Like I, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, I was, eh, about it. But I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. I I like the fact that he just made it happen now. Had he promoted like way in advance and it was supposed to be this big production type thing, I would have felt like it would have landed kind of like so. But it was like, yo, I'm throw this out there. It's on Netflix. It's in a house, intimate. We, we in the middle of a pandemic, something to get people laughing, get people inside to see what I'm doing, something that I can actually do. 
I wasn't mad at it. So, but for the people that are going out of their way and slandering them, I'm like, all right, it is. It's really not that serious. Like you, you going above and beyond just to be upset about some shit that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You don't like it? Go find somebody else that makes you laugh. It's that simple. It is that I, simple. I, I, Plenty I of options out Kevin here. Hart, bro. I uh, fuck with Kevin Hart and I fuck with Drake. Um, one of the things I wanted kind of to, wanted to get into a little earlier, man. You know, Thanksgiving. We, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. We're, we, it's you know around this time. Things are obviously different, but one of the things that I kind of wanted to say that I was I was thankful for, and you can kind of chime in as well. Um, I've been noticing without even realizing it that I've been having a lot of powerful conversations, and when I say powerful conversations, more of like things to make me reflect on myself as an individual. Things that that make me look at not only the team that's around, my family, and just on the outward, like looking at people that are in my life, right? That mm-hmm. I either whether it's consuming on a daily basis or come in contact with or whatever. It's all these things. I'm having powerful conversations. Um, and I feel like there's there's something that needs to be kind of highlighted in that. And I think people can take away from just this year in itself, you know, we this year's been crazy. Been crazy. wild from the gate, from January. You know what I mean? From 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 Kobe passing away to the pandemic, um, and just everything from there, right? A lot of ups and downs. But I think the the best thing that could have happened is the self-reflection, if you've done the work that has taken place in this process. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, a lot I know a lot of people lost their jobs. You know, I know a lot of people have been stuck in the house with their kids or just in general. Um, but if you've really been doing the work, and hopefully you have in one way, shape, or form, whether you picked up a new skill, whether it's allowed you to kind of like dig deep and learn some shit about yourself, <clears throat> pick up a new trade, you know, get uncomfortable, whatever it is, I think that's one thing that we all can kind of take from this year as fucked up as it, as it has been. That's the best part of it. If you can discover something from yourself and, and realize these moments and make it a better, make yourself a better version of yourself instead of wallowing in whatever the bullshit is that's going on. And I've, I've, it just hit, it hit me last night, it hit me yesterday. I was having a conversation with my boy, Manny, and we were just talking, talking. He's like, damn, I'm, I've known you all these years. I never knew that. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I was like, I I literally say that to Head every week on the podcast. I'm like, I've known this, known Head for, for a long time, and it's something I learn every single week from the podcast. And I'm like, damn, this that's kind of that's kind of dope. Same thing about my wife. I'm like, with Tasha, I'm like, there's things that I learn about Tasha. I've seen her pick up like that that goes unsaid. Like I just started tweeting last night, just like at two or three a.m. All these thoughts. I'm like, damn, I'm super inspired by her because this is somebody who didn't want to or or had a love for food, right? Mm -hmm. And didn't know how to turn it into a business. And I was like, yo, just go for it. And from that moment, there was no pushback, no resistance. resistance, And she's been on this journey of now doing what she loves as a profession, as a chef. Mm -hmm. So that motivates me when I'm having my moments of like, ah, you know, things are uncertain and clarity, whatever to see her up at two or three in the morning, working on her website or figuring out different recipes and things like that. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm loving this because before had she still been at work, she wouldn't have been able to do it like that. So it's yeah. like, there's something that that's, I don't know. That's just it's super profound with this year. I just, it's, and I'm still starting still learning stuff about myself from 
things that happened in my childhood to how things manifest today, the type of person that I am, um, me being a father, like it really like now having a son and looking at the world, I tweeted recently, I said, you know, having a son forced me to look at life through the lens of a, ch- a child. And mm-hmm. there's something that like, is hella beautiful about that because we think about life of, oh man, super complex. We need to figure out this. That, uh. But when you look at kids, man, the simplest shit that they're happy about, like here's a bar for parents. Kids don't give a fuck about Christmas. They don't give a fuck about none of that shit. The, the gifts and all that. Like, yeah, it's great if you're able to do all these things. But what I learned last year that he was happy with a box. He was happy. <laughs> he was more happy with the box that the toys came in than the actual toys in itself. And I was like, damn, that's, that's a bar. Just to look at life that way. And that's just one small example of, of other things that I've seen just by looking at life through his lens. And you only get these lessons if you sit down and pay attention to what's in front of you. Whether you get knocked down, whether you have certain wins, it's like, but you have to sit there and internalize that. And I feel like that's the the, the thing that I'm most thankful for throughout this whole year. The ups and the downs, it's like, oh, it's it's allowed me to kind of like, I'm almost 40. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like I'm, and I've said it before, I feel like I'm still a student of the game, whether it be radio, whether it be you know, the music industry, whether it just, just be just, I'm just a student of everything that I am like involved myself in. And I think there's something that, that that's just dope to have that philosophy in life. Like I recently told my mom, um, you know, my mom just turned 70. Damn. And yeah, so that, that's a blessing in itself, right? We celebrated her 70th birthday in October and to, to not stretch the whole conversation, um, my mom has like sacrificed her life so that me and my sister could have a great life, right? Mm, mm-hmm. She's put her dreams aside to do all the things that she's wanted to do. From you know, she's went to college, but she she didn't have an easy life. You know, this is somebody who lost her mom at at fifteen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Left Louisiana at 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 the age of fifteen, came to La- went to Las Vegas, lived out there for a little bit before coming to LA. Like she's had a crazy ass life. And just when things were kind of getting up, you know, she had my my sister and then had me later on. So all the things she had to backseat, all the all the things that she wanted to do just so I could experience the dorms, just so I could, you know, pursue radio. And she had to, she had a conversation with me the other day. She said, you know, because we, we were transparent in our conversations. She's like, man, what do you what do you think? You know, like how much farther do you think this radio thing is going to go? And it was the first time she ever asked me that since when I first started doing radio. And so, she's yeah, like, so she, she always got into it. Yeah, so she's like, so how much longer do you, and I was like, I just, I'm like, dude, I'm doing, uh, me personally, I'm doing, it's, it's a for life thing. Like, and it's not just a radio thing, it's me pursuing my dreams. Whatever my dream is, I'm going to fulfill my dream. Um, And I'm like, I was like, didn't you sacrifice all these years so I could do this? And she was like, damn, you're right. Like, and she's like, I wasn't questioning you. Like you should do something different, but I, you know, I'm a mother, so I'm going to be nurturing and I want to make sure that you have the best life. And, you know, I see, I see the potential that you have and I want this, this, and this for you. I said, yeah, that, it's going to come like same thing. Our conversation about these smoke, these things are going to happen. You know, I have to do the work and I have to do certain things. There's, there's things that I feel like I got to work on that, you know, that's not allowing me to get there. So that I'm not tripping off of that. Right. But it's yeah. going to happen regardless of the fact 
I just have to put in the work. But you sacrificed all your time and all these effort for me to have the kind of lifestyle that I'm having right now. And I wouldn't be happy if I had to do it the traditional route. I've spent so many years doing it that way, right? And I, I say all that to say there are things that I had to kind of tell her of like, yo, I, I know you're 70, but that doesn't mean life is stopping for you. We in a, we in a time right now where you can literally pick up on what you want to do right now. There's the thing called the fucking internet, right? Where you yeah. can start a business or do whatever at 70 and do what you want to do and be profitable or at least be happy, you know, in that pursuit. And I, I'm, I know I'm rambling at this point, but I think it's just certain something I learned from this year. And it's something I'm thankful for. It's like, damn, this is going to be a constant evolution of self. It's going to be a constant evolution of, of like a self-reflection and it's it's never gonna stop. You're never gonna get to that point where it's like, ah, I've made it. I got enough. I got enough. It's gonna always be something. And if you approach life in that way, I think you'll be far better off in the long run versus finding out, okay, that's the that's the goal, that's the destination, and I made it. It's like, nah, it's it's gonna it's gonna you gonna always want to level up. If if you want to maximize your potential, you always level up no matter what. So I say I'd say I just I know it was a, a super rant, but just I'm thankful that I'll I'll be able to have that kind of clarity as of recently. And I don't think I would have gotten to that had the pandemic not hit. Had you know we got back on kind of like having more personal conversations within the podcast. Had me not having these conversations with my wife and, you know, my boy Manny, you and Salas and Charday, Sparkle, like all these people that's in the group chat, like me getting killed the last couple weeks on social. Like that was a, a, a self-reflection. Like I told you last, I'm like, damn, I actually care more about what people think than I thought. And yeah. even that in itself was like, damn, that's the first time I said that shit out loud. Why? That's the first time you had that revelation. Had like, that revela- boom. like boom. Right. So, it's it's good that you know we peeling back these layers and figuring out different parts of ourselves and even with you like you said it earlier like yo I'm 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 trying to do more like I I never want to get to the point where I'm just like I'm cool I'm satisfied so Mm-mm. um is there anything that you feel like you've learned this year uh, more than you have I think you mentioned it before but if if so kind of reiterate it and how you came to that conclusion. I think that, I mean, I learned, I'm and obviously I'm learning a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm learning that I'm learning that I do want more, mm-hmm. like more than what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, if you, if you, if you go back 10 years and look at what we, what we wanted, we got it. Yep. We got our own show. You a nationally syndicated radio personality. I'm on the air talking in the city every day. Mm-hmm. Like we got what we asked for. Yep. So what I'm realizing is that content ain't good enough. Yeah. I want it. I want greatness. Yeah. Me and Silas was talking about this shit. Um, driving back from I forgot where we were driving back from, but we were talking about this shit. Like I don't. I'm not okay with just existing i'm not okay with just winning i want to be great at winning you know what i'm saying i'm not okay with just going to the chip i want to win the championship you want the three not only do i want to you want to die i want the three peat you know what i'm saying not only do i want the three peat i want the finals mvp i want playoffs mvp Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i want 
I want all of it. So it's just like, I think I'm, I'm realizing that more and more. Also what I'm realizing is also what I'm realizing more and more is that, sir, a lot of shit just don't matter, man. And I'm not, I'm not fit to say the cliche, like, Oh, money don't matter. It do matter. It matters depending on, you know, what, what's going on in your life. But certain shit really don't fucking matter. And I was tell I was talking to, to my to our friend Sasha, and I was telling her she was you know dealing with some shit. I was telling her I said, look, dog, I said think about this, the all the shit you're thinking about right now, in five years will it matter? matter. <laughs> Chances. And she was like, what you mean? I'm like, whatever it is that you're thinking about, that's worrying you, that you're complaining about, whatever the case may, will it matter in five years from now? Like, do you have a complaint that you remember five years ago? Nah, not really. Exactly. Because that shit don't really matter. It don't matter. That's why, but that's how, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because that's how I'm able to be so cavalier and, and dismissive towards feelings and other people and emotions and all that kind of shit because it's like, do it really matter if I forgot your birthday? Like, think about this. And like, I, I pose this question to, to, to women, to if we have any ladies listeners, but to the women that's listening, if a guy, do you remember five years ago when a guy forgot your birthday? Do you remember, do you really remember that? You remember how you felt? You remember where you were at? Mm-hmm. Like, probably not. Right. Probably stung in the moment, but. Yeah, but so it's like, just to have perspective. And then I posted this. That's what I wanted to get into. I'm going to read it. I posted this because I was thinking about this shit. I said, as of 2020, human life expectancy is approximately 78 years. That's not considering COVID, cancer, et cetera, all kind of other things that can go wrong, right? Tragedy, which means if you're 26 years old, you've already lived one third of your life. If you're 36 years old, you're about halfway through your life. Stop putting shit off to tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Where's my shit at? Look. This is a bag of chocolates, right? <laughs> I went to, I had to bag it up because I don't like ants getting my shit. I went to seize candy and I bought two pounds of candy, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, he said, I'm living, baby. I'm living. Why not? I bought, I bought two pounds of fucking candy, bro. Let me get a pound of that and a pound of this. I need a pound of pecan bed, uh, pecan buds. I need a pound of walnut squares. Yo, stats. Why? Why are you describing this like you just got some drugs? You're like, man, I was so happy to be there. I'm gonna talk about the power of manifestation, and we can wrap this shit up. But my point is, live, dog. Mm -hmm. Live. I'm 36. You, well, you older than me, but that means I'm almost halfway through my life. And look how fast that shit went by. Pew. And if you think about it, if you're 26 and you're listening to this, right? You're 26 years old, you're listening to this, you're a third way through your life. You really only got one good third left because that last third is a motherfucker. Right, right. That last third, you just kind of sitting around. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of just sitting around waiting for shit to happen to you. Oh, shit, I can't control my ass right. no more. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit, all my hair gone. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? You right. kind of just sitting around. So you really got two good thirds. Your first third, you learning everything. That's why that second third is so important. Right. That that thirty to that thirty years old, thirty to like 
I don't know, 50? I don't know, man. I, I, I got to push back on that just a little bit. Because although you're right, in, in terms of like generally what most people do on that that last third, I feel like that's what I was explaining to my mom. Like, yo, don't don't be complacent like that. Like, you're you're on that you're on that last tier. We should, we we talk about it all the time. Like, she's always having the conversations like, oh, <clears throat> you know, when I'm not here, blah, blah blah blah, right? And as much as I don't want her want to hear that, I, the reality is setting in. Like, yo, she's up there, so it is what it is. Why not? apply that philosophy to that part no matter where you are in your life first second or third live enjoy yourself have fun start that business do what you got to do because now's the time that you can capitalize off of all that so i don't want pe- people to take that part of it and be like oh yeah let me just live it up now because the last part of it i ain't gonna be able to do shit it's like nah wherever you're at just live i don't care what part of the 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 the, the quarter uh that you're in no, no no i'm not saying that i'm not but saying, I'm saying that. people I'm... to take that part and say Oh yeah, you're right, man. Let me go hard right now or, or live right now because the last half, the last quarter of it, or the last third, whatever you said. Uh, I'm what I mean by around. what I mean by the last the last third of it being fucked up is you can't you're not as agile as you used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You probably gonna have some sort of ailment. You might have a bad knee. You yeah, might have be something that's, shit yeah. that shit that's gonna slow you down. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. To where you won't be able to move it like you can move at 26 Facts. or 36. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because I know the Hell difference. Hell yeah. From My, 10 years ago, like I used to be able to stay up all night, run uh, two hours, run off two hours of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. And now I'll be like, bro, even when you hit me this morning, I'm like, oh, shit. Bro, I hit and you it, late because I didn't get up. <laughs> My back was hurting. <laughs> shit. So, yeah, I feel you. So it's like shit like that. So I'm not saying it in that in that capacity. I'm just I just want people to be mindful that a lot of shit don't matter. Don't. And the shit that do matter, lock in on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to I'm, I'm, I might, you know. I might make a couple of changes in my life but to, right now, to, suit, to, to suit my own narrative uh, when it comes to that that aspect. But I don't know, dog. I just feel like people don't get it, yeah. and people not people not really focused on what matters. And I just want to I, I just want to refocus on what really matters. Yeah. Um, damn, it was something I was gonna say. Well, I want to mention this before we 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 uh, wrap up too, man. Um, I haven't got a chance to see it, but I saw a couple of the clips that that Barack Obama's on the Breakfast Club. I mean, I definitely want to. Um, we'll probably save that for the next conversation, depending on how how it goes or whatever. But yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet either. But yeah. I, I really want. I'm about to watch it as soon as I get out. Yeah, I think this is just an extension of what you were talking about last week. How you enjoyed his book. Um, <clears throat> but I did like the fact that Charlemagne asked him specifically what he's done for Black people. So I mean, go ahead and check out the interview. Um, and yeah, just en- enjoy it, man. Shouts out to the Breakfast Club for having. That's a that's a huge that's a huge interview. Huge. Uh, oh, this is what I want to talk about. Um, books. I'm glad you said that. People have been reaching out to me about books nonstop, mm-hmm. and I just love it. Yeah. I love this shit because it's like, damn, I wish somebody was around for me. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. tell me, hey, you know what? Up. Where you at? Yeah. Oh, I, I really want to get motivated. Oh, okay, get the 10x rule by Grant Cardone. Oh, oh where you at? Oh, I just need. I need some. Um, I need some enlightenment. I need to like. I need to be filled with some sort of. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm able to just. What are you what are you looking for and direct you in the right, right way? Right. And it's like, fuck, I wish I had that, dog. And and, and going back to um the secret mm-hmm. and the power of manifestation, Salas, we're driving back from from like a meeting. We had a meeting in San Diego. We're driving back. Okay. Now, I'm like, damn, I, we just ate, we got on the freeway, headed back. It's about, you know, about an hour and a half drive or so. So we on the freeway. 
And I'm just like, damn, is there a cold stone over here somewhere? He like, nah, I don't think so. So I'm looking, ain't no cold stone. I'm like, damn, because you know me, I, you know, I get on my sugar rush. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I need, some, I need, he was like, you need some sugar, huh? I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, damn, you know what? I really, I wanted some, I, maybe some candy or something. I'm going to just stop at a, pull off at a gas station, give me a Kit Kat or something. Snickers or something. Right. Something just to quench the thirst. He was like, oh, you want some C's, huh? I know you. I said, yes, <laughs> I want C's candy. That's what I want. I want a pound of walnut squares, and I want a pound of pecan buds. He was like, ain't no C's candy. You know, Silas being pessimistic. He <laughs> like, ain't no C's candy around here. We like in, I don't, we're in Carlsbad. Like, what, like. what you're looking for right now is nowhere in sight. Like, you just, you just he's like, there's like C, there, he's like, C's candies are in malls, and they might be six standalone locations in the yeah. state of California. <laughs> Bet I pull out my handy dandy iPhone and I go, <laughs> let me tell you about the power of manifestation. There is a C's candy four minutes away, right <laughs> off the freeway where we would drive in the path and where I was driving. Wow. I got off the freeway. I made a left and the C's candy is sitting right the fuck there off the freeway. Four minutes away. I, that doesn't happen yeah. without having amazing karma credit. Okay. <laughs> God fuck with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that. I love that. No, that, that hey, honestly, that's a that's a perfect way to end. The that, power of manifestation is real. I love it's I love, real. I love, I love the way I love the way you capped it off with that. God fuck with me. That might be the God title. God fuck with that me. That might bro. be the title of the podcast right there. That's I, it. I love it. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Barack uh, Breakfast Club interview. If there's some some highlights that we can uh, reflect on next go-round. Uh, again, if you're out there, remain thankful. You know, I know things are different this year as far as families shutting things down, not really traveling as much. But whatever the case may be, man, just make sure that you are, you know, making sure that gratitude is your attitude. And we will catch you guys next week at some point, sometime. Uh, subscribe, rate, comment, Homegrown Radio Podcast, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, and we are out.